Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Churros! Itáticas podcast, rest in peace to Diego Lorin's ears. He actually physically took his headphones off for that whole intro. Rest in peace to your ears. Actually, uh, hopefully that you didn't have the volume up too high for that. Listening in your car or your headphones or wherever you are, I apologize. Um, it's a small price to peer. Uh, <laughs> small to peer. <laughs> I'm just completely delirious. It's a small price to pay for your eardrums. Uh, if you're a madridista, and uh, if you're a kule, sorry. But uh, what a what a week! What a weekend! I mean, we we had the patron episode on Friday, and uh, you know. We were we were kind of time so pressed, to talk about. but Diego we had a part two for our patrons because people were starving for it. The ratings were great. Uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in over on patreoncom tacticas for the anticipated Friday show. And this one might be even more anticipated because not only do all the Madridistas want to hear how Diego sat through the Chelsea game and then the Frankfurt game on Friday, but now he has to tell us how he sat through the Sevilla game, up two 0 at halftime. If you're feeling pretty good about yourself, Diego. Like, this yeah. might be a turning point, but then the inevitable mm-hmm. Karim Benzema. I mean, and the funny thing is, at 2-2, 90th minute, I felt, I was like, cool, I'll take this. You I'm actually it? happy Are with this. Kidding? I'm happy with this. And then the, the cherry on the top of the cake, just beautiful from Karim Benzema. So, uh, it's a great day. It's a great Monday. And at, we're recording this before Barcelona beat up Cadiz later today. So we don't, that's the context. We don't know the score for that yet. We don't know if it's going to be 5 0 or 6 0 or 8 0. But uh, we just know that uh, Barca are going to be a game in hand, not two games in hand, plus three points ahead. That's all we know. We don't know what the scoreline for the Barca Cadiz game is. So uh, enough blabbering. I'm Keon Sabani. I'm joined I'm by Diego Lorenzo. I, I, if I were Madridista right now listening to you, Sovani, I would be insulted and disappointed that you didn't have the faith that Madrid could actually get all three points out of this match. 
um, after hadn't drawn two two was still all that added. The 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 two all came in what the ninety? No no no. Excuse me. Sorry. At the eighty what minute? Eighty second minute. I don't have it in front. I don't know, man. I'm cel- I was celebrating. Were... I'm not keeping track of these things. I'm just going crazy. It was the 82nd know, minute the fa- Nacho scored, 2-2. Correct, 82nd. I knew they were going to score the other goal. That was, that was so blatantly obvious. This was, once again, what we have seen on so many times and that I discussed at this point at length, I think, in the Patreon uh, edition uh, episodes, <clears throat> the one of the Sunday Easter Sunday special, which was, uh, again, a lot of fun. But um, you're basically asking me to rehash those feelings. But uh, it was it, it was expected. And at this point in time, you just throw your hands up and go, like Butragueño said, he's like, uh, today is a good day to be <laughs> proud of this team and a good day to be Madridista. And that's, these are, at the moment, good times to be Madridista because uh, I don't know how the hell you do it, you know, going down the majority of matches, crucial ones against big opponents. You guys just like the suffering or having other people having to endure the suffering and go from, you know, unrealistic expectations to actually seeing maybe Madrid drop points or get knocked out of a tournament to then them picking up the three points or advancing to the next round. So it's incredibly frustrating uh watching Madrid at the moment for all the Madridistas these are good times for you enjoy wait so do you think Butragueño after the game was driving home with the top down listening to Ice Cube smoking cigar <laughs> that would smoking be a blunt. I, I, I would like to live in that reality where he's doing that um, yeah. it's not that I didn't have faith I actually did have faith funny enough I actually was confident that we would do it but it's just that I was happy with the 2-2 at that point that's, I was like, this is fine. We don't need... Me like, too. I was like, I'll not, take, the, not a terrible I'll take result. the draw. I'll take the draw. Just don't go for a third. Go, I'll take the draw. Well, you it, knew that was coming. it had to do with partly because that Sevilla were just melting down. It was like melting. the classic PSG-Chelsea meltdown where it's like, oh, oh, here it comes. We don't That's know what exactly to do. It. We're paralyzed. We know it's coming. We can't stop this. And uh, we're yeah. just going to... It's inevitable. Deer in the headlight. But mm-hmm. at halftime, did you think that? Watching the second half, how it was going down, you could sense it. But at halftime, did you did you feel like Sevilla were looking pretty com- comfortable? Well, looking comfortable, but you're never comfortable. You're always like, let's go. I mean, I I, I tweeted it from the Churros account as well on uh, during the the Madrid Chelsea game when Madrid or Chelsea rather were up uh, three nil. Was it three nil? Three one? Uh, I forget. Chelsea was exactly. up three nothing. Up three nothing. So they yeah. were through. Yeah. And I, I tweeted, like, don't stop. Like, don't keep this going, this level yeah. of intensity. Don't get the deer in the head, like, look. Don't get intimidated if Madrid get one back. Because at it's this only point, you need, goal. like, a five-goal cushion against us at this point. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Um, well, you know what? I'll take it as a compliment. I actually felt this way during peak Barca years, where it's like, no matter what, Barca found a way, you know. And that always drove me nuts. So I'm just happy to be on the other side of things for, for once. So um, don't worry. It's Enjoy. coming to an end. We're playing City. Good. It's, it's all going to come to an end. Yeah. Well, I, I brought that up on... Uh, I don't know how much you were listening to uh, Easter Sunday Churro special. I was but, not. Uh, I... <laughs> Support right there. Somebody. I don't get high off my own supply. <laughs> Churros is for the consumers, not for the creators. Well, you know, it was just me. You were, it was Kianless. It was Sobani-less. There was no Sobani sprinkle. No, but, but anyway, two. we 
for part two, yes, yes, yes. But uh, I brought up the fact, uh, I brought up some big data stats, you know, that nowadays okay. it's uh, always uh, fun uh, to talk about stats and these big data stats uh, are, of course, um, yeah, are, are often used as sort of indicators to where things stand. And needless to say, um, these experts who have conducted these analysis, these tests have concluded that Real Madrid are not just not favorites, uh, by a long shot, not the favorites against uh, Manchester City. 10%. Instead... Yeah, they put them at 10. Or I, I thought it was a little, but I thought 10 was low. I thought they had them at 12 or something like that. But oh, six, it depends uh, on who it was. Six... 538 has them at 10% right now. Okay. And Villarreal at like, at like 1% or something. <laughs> something like that. It, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But also against Chelsea, were Madrid not the favorite to go through? So I yeah. mentioned that these big data stats are a bunch of big bullshit uh, when it comes to Real Madrid. And you can't yes. put your money well, uh, against, against that's the, those Blancos. It's an interesting point. So I remember, I mean, I, I always check these things because I'm interested in them. Uh, after the group stages, we were behind, we were like eighth, eighth favorite. And we were like behind Ajax too. And I, I can't remember who else, but... Chelsea was ahead of us. Ajax was ahead of us. I can't remember. I think it was like just some of the obvious ones who weren't like Benfica, Villarreal, or whoever. And obviously that's changed now because we're past PSG and Chelsea. We're behind PSG yeah. too, obviously, and Bayern's out now. So uh, City's missing a couple of key players in the first leg. That that'll work for us a little bit. I mean, it's not. It's not. I'm not saying like I'm not celebrating. I'm just saying that that some of the timing stuff uh, works in our favor playing City right now. And especially watching them get uh, whipped by Liverpool, but yeah, some amazing games those. Huh? It was. I mean, I only watched Liverpool the first cities. half, but it was. It was a. Uh, it was very interesting to see how City react mm. when mm. you you kind of play bully ball with them, push them around a little bit, press. But I just don't think Real Madrid will play them that way. Apart from like the last ten minutes of the second leg, they'll 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 start doing that. Well, it's this is interesting too. So like. The, the part of the way, <clears throat> this is just a 10% part of it. It's not like the full picture, but part of the reason Real Madrid do go into these late comebacks late in the second half is because, according to Ancelotti anyway, mm -hmm. the explanation is that we don't press the, and teams go crazy pressing us. They, yeah. run out of, they run out of gas towards the end and then we just we take over that's that's Ancelotti's like scientific explanation so it's it. like the 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 what is the saying the tortoise wins the race or how is that saying yeah that? that's um, a great analogy actually it's a good one yeah well done look at I can you can you're even smiling thinking of that analogy we're like wow that one really hit home look you're so happy no, I'm smiling at myself because I got super fucking burned today my face is it's like gleaming it's beaming right now it's so red you could cook a fry an egg on my forehead People are still confused as to why Diego wears sunglasses. It's because he literally sits across from the sun, not just uh, not just the sun, but like the sun. You're in there. The sun is in your house. We, we've been out these last two days and these Easter holidays. They've been nice. They've been different. Uh, connecting with family, having the kids out, cousins reconnecting. Nice. Mm, yeah, That's great. That's know. what life is all about. Summer's coming. It Keeps is. you sane. Keeps you sane. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, uh, look, it's it's um, 
you could also talk about or make the, draw the comparisons between you know boxing matches that go to 12 rounds where in the final in the last like 10 rounds or excuse me in the final two rounds say in round 10 the mm -hmm. boxer just uh the one has been tiring out his opponent still has that little bit of energy left in the tank to basically classic muhammad him. ali classic muhammad right exactly um so it's um yeah, it's legitimate it's commendable uh, madrid have now been proving to have mastered that against very very you know europe's elite tough opponents from psg to chelsea to sevilla and uh, I'm sure you could even throw a lot more into the mix. Only team they can't do it to is Barca, funny enough. I feel like Barca are always the only team that are able to, uh, at moments where Madrid are peaking, to then cause this disruptive, you know, crazy scoreline where we just wipe the floor with uh, Helmaji and getting our hopes up and getting Madridistas temporarily sort of like, ugh. This Catalan wave that just knocked them around and then they steadily continue their course for the rest of that season. Uh, I do think, you know, that that time will change. And, and I do think that Barca, we're on, uh, we've now sort of hit rock bottom and we're, re you know, we're bouncing back up. And hopefully it'll be extreme. It'll be extremely volatile. And I think that next, come, next season when Xavi has an entire summer with the team and, you know, we see which players we can finally offload and still acquire that like as you keep mentioning as we keep discussing that's the season where we will um you know really sort of judge chabi on and i've also commit uh, complete conviction that he will do a good job he already has he's blown away our expectations to be critical of chabi and we can nitpick uh, about that game in eintracht what went wrong but to be critical and uh you know you hear some of the stuff that has been coming out of let's say Giuseppe's Giuseppe Pedro's mouth, a culé, entre comillas, a, a self-confessed culé. Uh, he talks about, uh, we are, I don't care, we should be right. So he, he talks about them as... as Who, uh, Pedro? Pedro, yeah. Hmm. No, he, he, he says he's culé. That's, that's, his, that's his shtick. That's his thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's his fucking thing, bro. I don't pay attention should... to that show, but I mean, no, why no, are we... but there's certain things, because it, it fits the narrative, right? Here's this auntie, here's this Madridist, this guy married to Papa Flo. I see. Confesses so it's an act? Has this, has this soup. It's an act. It's oh, a okay. fucking act. Well, yeah, well, yeah. so why are we even discussing anything he says? Because, no, why? Because their reach is massive, you know? Yeah. And you see papers like Mundo Deportivo get... Uh, People must uh, know, though. People know it's not real, right? It's just like WWE. Well, it's... you get a bit of everything you get those that are intelligent or skeptical enough to uh, wow shots fired at the people who are not intelligent who believe well, it i mean it's it's just it's it's disgusting is what it is it's um but you know it's entertaining it it it, it keeps this whole circus going at the end of the day and uh <laughs> Uh, you know, like I said, you see, you read articles coming from Mundo Deportivo as well. And you wonder if the people writing are not actually Espanol fans. And um, again, the guy that I quote often uh, that I refer to here on this pod is Mr. Seitan. He recently did a video about that whole um, media manipulation that goes on by these so-called cooles. And uh, it's definitely worth a watch, like I always recommend his videos. But um, to get back on track... Uh, Xavi, for me, it's not a disaster. The way it happened was an absolute disaster. 
but it's not a disaster for Xavi to have crashed out in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. You know what I mean? Um, it's unfortunate that the night became a disastrously, disastrously historically bad night uh, in th- in, from so many aspects, right? From from an institutional aspect as well as also sporting because at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to be losing 3-0 at home against the ninth seeded team in a Bundesliga, ideally. But after 15 consecutive, uh, was it wins for Barca? Or was it wins or just uh, uh, not losses? I forget now. Unbeaten uh, for sure. I don't remember if it was all wins. Unbeaten, though. right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, at some point, we were going to obviously suffer a loss and it's unfortunate again that this had to happen uh in this game in this particular manner in front of like a sea of white shirts half of it pretty much in in the camino and and people getting vomited on uh anyway i'm i i've I've beaten that one to death i'm not gonna go back to that yeah Um, we discussed it uh if you're a patron you've heard it well, yeah. La- apparently Laporta, Laporta is coming out tomorrow with a press conference, right? As far as I understand, you would know better than me, but he's going to address or bring up some of the investigative reporting on what happened and how he's going to prevent it. I mean, I- I'm curious to know what his solution for that is, how he's going to stop people from selling their tickets. I don't know, but I guess yeah. maybe putting some I- – yeah, it's-, it's kind of a hard one to regulate, right? But I'm- I'd be curious to know what he comes up with. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Speaking of Barca, you're not allowed to say anything. I know. You can't even react to what I'm saying, but I'm just going to say it. Everyone by now has heard these PK, the leaked audio, the reports. I mean, some of it's Have not really... Have you heard it or just read the transcript? No, no. There's actually audio... Um... Yeah, no, I know there is, but have you heard it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've just read the transcript. I haven't hear- heard the audio. Yeah. Huh. Um, so... It's not really surprising. I mean, we kind of we kind of knew that PK always has his business interests at play, especially in these kind of tournament sporting events, tournament yeah. the Davis Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh he's a he's a smart businessman. You can mm. talk we can talk about the ethical side of things, but he knows how to make money. He was also born into a wealthy family who knows how to make money and that's passed on to him. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a. I know you can't talk about some things, but I I think I can ask you maybe about some part of it that maybe you might be allowed to mm-hmm. answer. But I also my my thought is that if you follow this PK trajectory, uh, I think he's on course to being like the kind of ex footballer who just becomes 
like takes the Platini route, the Davor Sucre route, where it's just 20 years from now, he's just this guy who's involved in all these scandals and corruption. Scandals, yeah, you think so. That's my, that's my, if I I had to guess where this is going, I think it's going to be, PK is going to be like the next kind of Platini type figure where he's like kicked out of something because of corruption and very good PR, always talks about like, you know, football is for the fans, the people. But I did want to ask you another part of it. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that like when you, when you hear the conversation, which seems a bit surreal, if you're the two, if you're the two other uh, clubs that enter the Spanish Super Cup, you're not Real Madrid or Barcelona getting the bigger piece of the pie, and you hear something like that, do you think there's going to be, um, is there a chance where those two teams are like, fuck you guys, you guys go do your Super Cup, that's disrespectful for us, and uh, does the, does the Super Cup collapse at that point? Like, what happens? Does it turn into just a classical in Saudi Arabia back, every year? Or does it actually... Right. I mean, who, who, who's to say that it'll always be there? Or will it just go back to being the champion of the Copa and the champion of the league? And that's it. And held in Spain again. Just back uh, to normal. Yeah. Back to normal. But so, that's not as much money. No, of course not. Um, also, what happens on the day where Real Madrid and Barcelona aren't good enough to be in the top four? And they don't even... Like, there's no... They're not part of the Spanish Super Cup. Does it still happen that year? You know what I mean? I mean, that... Yeah, I mean, this deal is for until 2024, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't remember how long. I mean, this is not, we, we can't talk about this neither, as this from here on in will uh, every year take place in a foreign land for, you know, the international audience to in, in, enjoy. And and again, like, I, I am not fully against that train of thought. I, I, I don't see necessarily the problem with bringing the entertainment across the globe that millions and it, it is so much bigger than what we can imagine um Barca no. Madrid and the game of football that why not you know like I, I granted to other I would if, if I would be living in uh Asia in the Middle East in the Americas I would also would love it if the you know the Beatles come to town and I get to see them in live and flesh in my own neighborhood uh, with my family. And, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, go to the game and watch my idols play in my, in my top team. So but but uh, that's not the problem. The, the problem mm-hmm. is that a player shouldn't be benefiting from that directly. It's a conflict of interest, you know. So an example of this would be Florentino Perez, who is um, who owns one of the largest construction companies in Spain. The entire Bernabeu is not being renovated by his company. He's outsourcing mm-hmm. that to another company, so he's not personally benefiting from that. You know what I mean? It's a because it, it's a conflict of interest. <laughs> so I, PK can't. Be I would the, like to send Jordi Evole to research this one. I'm sure you talk about mafia. You talk about dodginess. <laughs> if you think well, Papa Flo is clean as can be. That's not what I'm saying, but at least in in this respect, I mean, he's 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 not believe whatever conspiracies you want. I'm not going to stop you from believing that. But so now it's but do you understand what I'm saying? No, but I'm but my point is, but okay. So in in that case, if there's a conspiracy there, that that's also wrong. But my point is that 
a player shouldn't be benefiting directly from this, from his own company. It's a conflict of interest. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, also, because what he says is publicly is different from what he's actually doing behind the scenes. What has he said publicly? Well, just that he always... I mean, is he is he publicly for the Spanish Super Cup in Saudi Arabia, or is he or is he kind of in the camp of, you know, we should? No. I don't know either, but it's just it doesn't it doesn't add up that he's he's benefiting this from this financially privately when no other player has a stake in this. You know what I mean? It's his company. So now we want players to be retired before they get. Uh... Financially, let's say, involved in the business side of it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, it's it's a good question. I mean, you're 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 making me think about it too differently. But I, it, it doesn't it feel a bit off to you that he's privately benefiting from this deal? Um, if I would sit and ponder and and you know view this as a, a conflict of interest, as you mentioned, I would just want to know, okay, so how is this in the conflict? Of, so Piquet being a Barca player, Barca getting paid the amount of money that was heard in that audio and at least that, what I read in this transcript and then Cosmos receiving their piece of the pie being that much, which is his company, um, which is his company. And you know, uh, all, I, I, I'm not, into, and then Rubiales taking his piece of the pie as the Federation, of course. I'm not entirely sure how this pie was being split up, so I don't know how much the other teams were getting neither. That wasn't reported in the article I read, but um, would you have felt, what, what if it was, let's say a representative so let's say a spokesman of cosmos that would have actually been having these conversations with the head of the spanish football federation and pique's name would have not been necessarily attached well it would have been attached to cosmos but more more of, let's say a, a a founding partner or something would that have made a difference meaning like i think what people are now very say shocked by or is also the fact that it's obviously Piquet at the front of these negotiations. Yeah, he's literally talking and he's saying openly. these two these two teams get one or two million, Real Madrid and Barcelona yeah. will get eight. Yeah. Cosmos is and also again according to those audio files that El El, El Confidential leaked <clears throat> I think it was them. Um yeah. Cosmos gets like twenty four million over the course of four years, I think. That's part I, I, of this. I, I don't know if it was, yeah, four or uh So the thing about this is that it's not illegal. So I, w no. I would need somebody to explain to me, Diego, this is why this is a conflict of interest. Because if Piquet gets this bunch and then Barca, this, then right now I, I see Piquet, the businessman. Well, the doing, conflict of interest like, is that from a the conflict of interest is that Barca, he doesn't, it, for him, it, financially, it doesn't matter if Barcelona lose or win that tournament. It Because he's getting paid. Sure. 
it's you know well, it's... Ma- maybe he gets more as a Barca player because if he wins a title and in his contract in his clause he probably gets merits you know uh, bonuses on merits on achievements on titles you know if yeah but it's winning. like it's it's like it's like putting money yeah. against it's like putting money betting against your own team in like a game whereas like if you lose well if you win it's better why but well, because regardless of if they win or lose, he's getting paid. So, how much incentive does he have to even care to win that? Yeah, but that's tournament? that's Cosmos. That's I'm I'm sure that PK being oh, you don't think he gets the, a salary, the business mogul, but being the businessman that he is, that he's able to wear the different hats. Like I'm representing my company Cosmos. I'm representing Football Club Barcelona as a player. Where and and let's no let's have no doubt neither that we all expect. Uh, Piquet will at some point in time become or at least run for club president. He's been very open about that, how how he, he could see himself do that, right? So I'm sure at that point, I mean, like Florentino Perez, like so many club presidents, they ha- they bring business always into the equation with uh, being both a club president, whether they're benefiting from it as well in their previous line of work. It's an... You know what I mean? Like, so if presidents can benefit from being at the heads of the club from different perspectives and have different, you know, business deals in place um, because of the position that they have been put in, then why wouldn't players be allowed to? And, and I, but I don't think I don't think that makes it right advocate. either, though. I don't think presidents no, I, should. You're as well. right. Maybe maybe that doesn't make it right, and maybe that's what I'm trying to point out. That maybe that this whole thing then therefore is is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and maybe yeah. that's a conversation that we should be having in in, in that case. Well, that, but then it should have been ha- uh, held a, a long time ago. Well, but that but that's why I brought the Florentino Perez thing up. It's like because okay. a, a a way of benefiting would be like if that if if he's pushing for that stadium to get renovated so adamantly, wanting we to... know that the whole the, the whole controversy as well between the Valdebebas, it's been reported in the news as well. There, there, there's been so much talk about. How Florentino is massively benefiting from uh, this entire operation that has been taking place from, I, from I, before. I'm talking about Valdebebas. Huh? Well, if, if if that was the case 22 years ago when it happened, then that's not right either. Um, as far as I understand, this one is not like that. But either way, it wouldn't make it right either way if if he was, because um, if he was pushing so adamantly to renovate a stadium now before his um, before his tenure ends because he retires or whatever and he wants that to be part of his legacy if he's directly benefiting financially from that because his construction company is doing that then that's a bad look but he's you know that it's being outsourced to a different construction company and so but either way I, I i don't think a player can be benefiting from this financially when he's directly involved so actually to your question earlier should he be retired yeah i think that would actually make more sense in that case if he's not playing in this directly it's not a conflict of interest you know that's the way I, that's the way i see it so, yeah, these. I, I, I'm curious to know what the aftermath is of this, because I'm curious to know how the other two teams react. Yeah, if they do at all, it does. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe this is this is just a force that is going to go ahead regardless of what people think or not. I don't know. And maybe those two teams decide, hey, we'll take those even one or two million, and it's still good for us, even though we're not getting a share of the pie. And quite frankly. 
it's not too dissimilar from TV rights and different teams getting different shares of the pie based on how big they are and how much revenue they bring. You know, that's um, that's capitalism 101. But it's it's a it's a it's a bad look. And I bring up I bring up the NBA often, or we both do as a reference. And again, here I will. Uh, I see it in a similar light where the NBA goes on tour in Europe or in Asia and plays a few games there to the delight of the local fans. And I don't know, I don't know the business deals. Again, that's different. I don't have an issue with them traveling. I mean, I I kind of do actually, I don't want them to travel because uh, I too much football, too much traveling players are dying out of, from fatigue, but, but I don't, in theory, I don't hate it. Actually even complained about, right? Who? I, if I'm not mis, I'm, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I, I, I want to remember that Piquet himself once complained about the the traveling as well that teams have to do, right? For these so kind of games, that goes back to the point of like what he's saying publicly and privately is different. Uh, but I just didn't have the quote in front of me to to say for sure if that was true or not. But um, we gotta edit this out. Fuck, I don't have, I don't like editing. <laughs> Which part? I'm joking. Go, keep going. Oh, Go thank God. Uh, so, uh, again, I, the, the traveling aspect of it, that's marketing. I, you know, in theory, as much as I don't love it, I also understand why they do it. Um, it's expanding global reach and stuff and, you know, capitalizing on mm-hmm. things financially. Although, like, I will say this is an interesting point, like, that in the Chicago podcast we were talking about, uh, the idea of having classicos in North America and stuff, because uh, I feel that's inevitable too. I feel like I'm, I'm not talking about friendlies because there's a friendly classico coming up this summer in, I think, California somewhere, right? And um, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like real league classicos. I think will be moved to the to the states at some point. I think it's whether it's it could be now or 20 years from now, but I feel like it's going to happen one day, right? No, and no. Uh, but I made this point like. People say like for those people like let's say in Miami who may never get to see uh, a Classico, it's a good opportunity for them. But I was thinking about this. Like let's think about this. The people who can afford to go to buy like a $10,000 ticket to a Classico in Miami, those people are not going to have problems paying for a ticket to Spain for a, for a weekend. So it's not like we're bringing the football to these people who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford to watch it. So I'm like – are those people even really doing a once in a lifetime opportunity thing, or would they just have money to do this anyway whenever they want? It's just it was just something I thought about. Uh, I get because, that. Yeah, I've thought about it from that perspective myself as well. But uh, look, it does change, and 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 you mentioned a very specific group of of people as well. You would think that the majority of the people that would go to a game, if it's played locally. Would not necessarily, you know, be able to pay. I mean, traveling is 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 a costly affair, especially if you have a family. Uh, one thing is riding solo and playboying, jet setting your way around to uh, the world's amazing, most amazing stadiums to watch your team play, uh, leaving the wife and kids behind in a blizzard. But uh, while you it's are... also a whole experience too. <laughs> like it'll be the training. I know what you're doing. I'm just changing the subject. It it'll be. Uh... It's fine. It, it it'll be uh it'll be a whole experience, right? It'll be they'll do like the whole. You'll be able to watch them practice for a day before, and mm-hmm. you know maybe get some things signed. Like I, I guess also, it's a whole experience. Yeah, they do. They do. They you, you, you might meet them in the lobby. They do this little signing. Uh, 
uh, yeah, signing autographs and stuff. This Anyways. is about as a as a raw a raw churro set. I think listeners will get. But listen, this been, episode. This, this has been a lot topic, of just uh, just talking as if we would talk off air, like just on air. Like we would talk off air. But this this topic was been was an interesting one. Um, dealt with it very well. So I wasn't sure how I was going to comment about it. When, uh, good job, good job, good job. Um, so, anything else to talk about La Liga? Big wins for Atleti and uh, and Villarreal. Uh, one concern I have. Well, it, it is interesting also that Barca, Sevilla, Atletico are all level on points, but I think the top four is what it is. I don't think it's going to change much, much unless somehow Betty sneak in. I don't know. But uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up as a concern is that Gerard Moreno, who scored against Catafe, now again has injury concerns and might not be ready for the Liverpool game. And that uh, was devastating news to hear today when I, when I checked the news. Damn. That sucks. Um, so... That's just something that uh, I worry for them. Although their numbers are not bad uh, without Gerard They're not bad, but he raises their ceiling for sure. Clearly. clearly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's it. I mean, now Barca, Sevilla, Atletico, they're going to focus on the league. Uh, They're out of Europe, and Real Madrid can focus on the Champions League. 15 points ahead now. If if Barca win both of those games, it's... Uh, nine points, and with like eight yeah. games to go, and I that's think the why, cushion. That's is why there. this. That's why this one was so frustrating. This, uh, you know, yeah, this one kind of sealed it for me. This is sealed it. And, yeah, and, and I was watching with my brother-in-law, and he was like, "Yeah, but you know, Madrid are up by uh, twelve points anyway." And I was like, "No, no, no, you don't understand. The thing is, it could have been six. It could have been six. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was like, I was like, we could have been fucking six. Yeah, you know, we we win our game in hand, we cut it to nine. If you guys drop points here." Uh, we win against uh, obviously Cadiz, and, and uh, it could have been six. Like it just could have been six points. It could have been six points, uh, and then it would have been interesting. That it wouldn't. It would have again been game on. Uh, let's see what happens uh, in this final stretch of the season, where you still have some banana peels to go through. So, uh, but now this one, yeah, this was the knockout one, and the way it happened obviously was just all the more frustrating, as we talked about at length, and. <laughs> The beginning, and it's good times to be a Madridista. You lucky coins. Even me, who was like always very cautious, like anything can happen in football. You know, you never know. After this one, I was like, even if Barca win everything and we even lose a couple games somehow, like even then, we're we're still comfortable. And and so I just to me that sealed it. Like and and you noticed it when Benzema scored. They celebrated. They that that was the title right there. They celebrated like they won the title, and I think I think that's yeah. pretty. That's a pretty um appropriate celebration. I don't know if did Chavi say anything. Yeah. Are we allowed to celebrate that? Are we allowed to be happy, or is it? But because we played bad in the first half, I don't know. You are you are petty. Don't don't do that. It's just I'm just pacing myself to be honest. I I could be going more crazy about Chavi, but I just know that there's like another ten years of Chavi Chavi feuds that are coming, and so this is just the beginning. Just wait. But just the thing is, like Chavi, if anything, what he's doing is holding Madrid up to a higher standard. As yeah, I agree. For Madridista, you would you would have I agree. to agree with that. I actually do agree with that. I agree. I agree with that. Um, 
I think it's uh, I think the Chavi Raul days, which are inevitable, will be very interesting. Very mm. interesting. Um, because I think I think if there's anyone who can poke Raul into some controversy, it's probably Chavi, right? Mm-hmm. Raul is like yeah. such a diplomatic guy, uh, but I think I, I think he's gonna. Thought that about Butragueño until uh, the Mourinho era. I saw a different side of Butragueño come out all of a sudden. Since then, I figured that anybody, any Madridista, can be turned into a, uh, a radical, and this whole facade of Senorio comes down. Oh, we're talking about PR now and marketing, Mescoon Club. <laughs> <laughs> Senorio yeah, is a far less marketed thing, though, than Mescu and Club. You, you try. You guys try. You guys. Uh, you also last night was uh, came out and said some stuff about the referee. I think there's if there's one thing that can push Real Madrid out of diplomacy, it's referee stuff. The club has put videos about referee controversies Definitely. before from the club's website. Yes. Yes. last night was pretty pretty candid like saying mm-hmm. you know we don't understand it the var and all this and mm-hmm. which and again for me that was that was handball I'll no oh stop it stop it stop it stop it no stop it stop it and i objectively no, uh, no. not i swear i I, was, I had no problem with that call I, I couldn't believe it i couldn't believe that that on the tv i was hearing such a uh, assertive argument saying this is the wrong call. It's clearly not a handball. This is pecho. It, it touches him on his bicep. No, it doesn't. It's here. It's here. It's above the sleeve. It's like it's above. It's right here. It's where the where this is right here. The viewers can see where I'm rubbing my shoulder right here. Um, but but on that bicep. But isn't it funny how <laughs> isn't it funny how everyone thinks they're the victim, whereas the truth yeah, is. Yeah. The truth is, refs suck. Forgive me. Uh, I don't work for anyone, so I can. I guess I can say that technically <laughs> without getting fired. Uh, the Camavinga no foul in the first half. Bad right. call. Vinicius dislike mm-hmm. yes. goal. Bad call. Sevilla gonna cry. Real Madrid gonna cry. Refs suck. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had to remind Madridistas of that last night on the podcast. People sure. were like, people were like, oh, you know, the ref hates us. This happened in Seville. Like, I, this is, this is what drives me the, up the wall. Is that, without naming names, I think there's people will know who I'm talking about. There's a Spanish media personality, one in particular, who doesn't tweet anything but referees against Real Madrid agenda. Comes out, came out last night and said, this happened against the Sevilla handball was the last season. Roncero. No. <laughs> And but maybe him too. I don't know. But he's. I, I kind of resonate with him more because he's just like this passionate football fan who just he's is emotional all the time. I kind of yes. resonate with. I I don't mind him as much. But like, anyways, I had to remind people on the podcast as well. Like, dude, let's not kid ourselves. We should have mm. probably been down to ten men at halftime, and then down two goals and a man at halftime. I don't know if we're making that comeback. So mm. let's let's be real. It's just the bad referee was bad. You know. Mm. I think that. That's fair. I think that. Uh, Yeah, it was got to, like, sometimes the truth is just in the middle, man. It's that's all it is. Mm -hmm. The truth is in the middle sometimes. Um, It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Do you want to talk about anything else? I like to be. No, just that my family is walking up the stairs getting the bar... the, the fire started for the barbecue oh that sounds so good fire started yes and, i can't uh, i can't wait to see my kids tomorrow i'm so excited just gonna be just it's gonna be gonna right because you were not there for easters yeah we don't celebrate easter that's something I mean, you celebrate no, no but i mean it's not that we don't no. celebrate it but we just don't have a thing it's just another day for us but you know we no, still no, do like a no little bit of chocolates hunt. and stuff yeah we well, do that hunt. we put some we'll eggs on the house around the house yeah for sure um yeah but uh my kid my kid uh and his cousin they woke up at 3 a.m i talked about it on the pod 3 a.m they thought it was a good idea to wake each other up and go egg hunting through the house <laughs> it was like 3 30 we hearing like little noises like oh, yeah, do that. Wow, wow. and i was like what the fuck and then we, my wife and i walk out it's our the two boys walking around the house and they've got like they found all the eggs already <laughs> and they're just like <laughs> go back that's hilarious that's fun. Yeah. Where does like all the our I don't know your house our house is just years and years of Easter and Halloween chocolates and candies stashed that nobody oh, eats. Oh yeah. It's just okay. like I don't even know and nobody no one has the balls to throw it out because they feel like they're wasting food. We Psycho. sometimes when we have guests we'll put it out but we don't we don't even do that because it's obvious we're just pulling out Halloween candy like in the summertime they're like oh you still have these and it's just it's just piling up. I feel like in 20 years, we're going to be on like a TLC documentary where someone is coming in like, and it's like, why is your house so cluttered? And they got to clear it out. And we're like, no, we can't throw out food. And we, I, I don't even think you can donate it because everyone has this problem. Everyone has too much candy and chocolate. What we need to be donating is healthy food and stashing those. But uh, healthy food is perishable, unfortunately. It's so. funny you say that. There, there, we do have a cupboard with nasty ass old halloween candy that yeah just disgusting yes um we do also being swiss obviously the my wife um and me having lived there for so long swiss chocolate is a must in the household and was will always be eaten yeah and Um, that's different though that's not like that's like a a thing you can actually eat like i eat a ton of dark chocolate every day i love that Mm -hmm. but uh Mm -hmm. it's different from candy right you know yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I've been really into eighty-five uh, percent chocolate these days. Mm, yeah, I, I, I'm a big dark chocolate. Though. Yeah, I tried uh, the other day at the airport. I was looking for some, but they only had ninety. What eighty-five is? But it's it's in the sweet spot for me. But I got ninety percent in the airport the other day because they didn't have eighty-five, and that was too too far. It's amazing oh, yeah? how much that five percent will make Appreciate it so much point. more bitter. Yeah, well, it's so bitter. Have you ever tried pure? Yeah, like, I mean that's just 
it fucks you up. It's yeah. like you, you can't. My 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 best friend and his mom used to have these strange jars with shit. And whenever we would, after going out for a night, we'd get get home and like raid the fridge or whatever. And uh, one night, I I, I like you know, we're eating chocolate milk or you know whatever like bread with Nutella, and I wanted chocolate milk. I was dying for chocolate milk, so I grabbed this jar and it said like cacao written on it. So I mix it with milk and I'm shaking it and I just started gulping it down and it tasted like yeah. fucking ass. So bad. Good for you though. Packed with antioxidants oh. that when it's that dark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, I, I don't. I, 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 it was undrinkable. I had to chuck it. Yeah. Drink it. Yeah. I still have my ninety percent. It's in my backpack. If you want, I'll next time I see you, I'll, I'll give you money yeah. if you want. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Well, you go enjoy time with your family, and uh, back to work for me. And uh, we're back uh, Friday over on Patreon.com. You stay out of trouble. Keep those uh, sheets clean, all right? Noted, noted. Writing this down as have have pity on the on the cleaning services, please. Will do, will do. Noted, man. (laughs) Thank you so much for the advice. And uh, (laughs) I love you, Kia. If you think this is raw, just wait till the Friday episodes. Patreon.com/slash/churrosytacticas. That's when it gets really, really disgusting. So, if you want access to that. Thanks, Diego. Thanks, listeners. You don't lie. All right. Enjoy. Take care. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.